0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Smarter Securities podcast in partnership with SWIFT. I'm Chris Lemon, the Deputy Editor here at Global Custodian, and today I'm joined by Michelle Pitts, Custody Product Head for Cities North America Strategic Initiatives. Welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris.
0: No, it's a pleasure. And uh, today we will be discussing all things T plus one, obviously a critical matter for all markets around the world, but in particular, the US and Canada, who are now just over 12 months away from their switch to a shortened settlement cycle. To start, Michelle, it'd be great to hear your thoughts on how you think the market is shaping up in terms of readiness for T plus one, and which sectors of the industry, if any, are you perhaps most worried about ahead of next year's switch?
1: Yeah, sure. So there have been numerous surveys that have been published over the last several months that indicate that US firms are well ahead and will be on track for uh, go live. Our concern, though, lies with the European and Asian firms, which have uh, less of a readiness. And given their time zone challenges, um, specific concerns around funding and meeting the affirmation timeframe of 9 p.m. on trade date will be uh, problematic. From a client type perspective, intermediaries have been specifically challenging in terms of viewing themselves as not impacted and thus not establishing the necessary T plus one project plan on their side and conducting the necessary uh, education with their underlying clients. Uh, I think it's important that all market participants understand that there is some level of preparation and requirements uh, for T plus one to go off seamlessly and that the custodian can only do so many facets of that, that client engagement is required and needed to make the necessary changes.
0: For those firms that will be affected, are there any particular milestones that you have identified along the way which firms can aim for and achieve in order to be ready?
1: Yeah, of course. So I think it comes down to several key pillars. Uh, First and foremost is establishing a governance and oversight, if you have not already done so, which will allow the firms to understand the impact to their systems and processes, partner applications, partner groups, vendors, and potentially downstream clients, secure the necessary technology developments, Uh, Client education and readiness is very important. And finally, being ready to participate in the industry testing with DTCC that starts on August of 2023 and runs through May of next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a lot for firms to think about in the build-up, And I, I suppose just to perhaps look beyond settlement for a moment, which other areas of the market do you think will be most affected by the switch to T plus one?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of downstream impact. Um, There will be impact in securities lending, uh, cash funding, and FX. If we look at securities lending first, uh, the cutoff for lending recalls moves from a trade date plus one at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time frame to a best practice of trade date at 11.59 p.m. That's a significant loss in time to secure the, the recall. This will pose additional operational challenges where the recall is necessary to satisfy sale transactions. A key way to mitigate this risk is looking at utilizing different service locations to manage the recalls as well as as vendors to automate the recall process. The second area of impact is related to cash funding in the FX, and this impacts all clients, especially those clients that are domiciled outside of the US. If we think about today being a T plus two market that aligns with the FX market spot as T plus two as well. This will then cause a significant operational process change for clients uh, as they go through their T plus one journey. That may require that the clients change their process to book next day or same day FX, and they may need to look at pre-funding the US dollars onto their account so that the cash is available for settlement date. The problem will be for clients to look at their trading and cash systems in parallel to understand the timing and dependencies so that they can generate accurate and timely cash projections so that they can fund or book FX appropriately so that their accounts are not in overdraft incurring charges whilst not keeping excess cash that could be invested elsewhere more optimally.
0: And I suppose for such a wide-reaching change as T plus one, there's there's bound to be areas of the market that people aren't discussing or considering as much as perhaps they should be. What would you say are those key areas that might be going under the radar at the minute?
1: I think it is um, first and foremost, client readiness and not having the established governance on their side. So they haven't done the necessary review of their technology and processes to be able to determine what the impact is for them. If we think about the European and Asian clients today, predominantly we receive trade instructions on a T plus one basis in the morning. They need to think about Can they send them on trade date? Do they have limitations such as batch processing that prevents them? Do they have downstream impact uh, for their clients in doing certain activities? So I think it really comes down to the readiness and the engagement. Um, We certainly know that the securities lending, cash funding, and FX, which I spoke about, are front and center with all clients but it does take the client to be engaged in order to assess the, the impact.
0: Yes. And, and I mean, considering all, all these challenges and difficulties that the market faces with the upcoming switch, do, do you think that we're actually overlooking the benefits of what T plus one can actually bring?
1: Yes, I I do. So while T-plus-1 initiatives do bring many challenges, there are positive impacts. Um, Certainly from a market infrastructure standpoint, um, increased liquidity and reduced margin requirements are certainly, you know, first and foremost. But I think all Market participants are going to benefit from the increased automation that T plus one will bring and that will remove manual processes and create more operational efficiency. I also think that through the requirement of same day affirmation, it's going to create a more streamlined settlement process with a reduction of DKS and ultimately fails. Given the compressed timeframe, it will require all participants to remove manual processes and streamline systems with technology solutions, which will help as we drive forward to the ultimate goal of T plus zero.
0: Do you think that will be something that will actually eventually come into play, T plus zero? I know there's been a lot of discussion around that.
1: Yeah, I think you know the SEC wanted to initially jump immediately to T plus zero, um, but the industry, quite honestly, isn't ready for that. I think the T plus one move will bring a, about the necessary technology and process improvements that can be a springboard for uh, T plus zero. But we still have a long ways to go.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's very interesting. And uh, obviously, the implications of T plus one go far beyond the borders of the US and Canada. Michelle, I know you've mentioned concerns around Europe and Asia in terms of preparedness and readiness for the US switch. But how how do you see them and the rest of the world potentially aligning to T plus one in the future?
1: Yeah, given the US market is the largest in the world and many securities are listed on multiple exchanges, the world certainly will be watching the US move to T plus one and assess their own movement. With the move in 2017 to T plus two, we saw a coordinated approach not only with Canada, but with other Latin America markets. We have heard that Mexico will follow suit and join Canada and the US for a July 2024. Uh, T plus one implementation. The UK and um, the EU have established task forces and are looking at the feasibility. But the US market is slightly easier in having one depository and one currency to manage versus other markets with multiple CSDs, currencies, FX considerations. I think the overarching driving factor here will be where markets do not align, we will continue to have a settlement mismatch. If you're looking at a manager that needs to sell securities in Europe, which are trading on a T plus two basis, and they're buying securities in the US, there's that difference in funding from cash available on trade date plus two to their payout on T plus one. So without that alignment, we're going to continue to have potential issues. And even further, if we look at the creation and redemption process for ETFs, that's going to pose a large market-wide issue in terms of the misalignment. Perfect.
0: And I actually believe in our next magazine, we will be publishing a feature on those markets around the world and their potential switch or at least considerations of a T plus one switch. So that's something to look out for. Just a little plug for our magazine there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, the last question I have for you, Michelle, um, is considering the challenges that we've discussed and the possibility of perhaps an underprepared market come next May, do you see any possibility of an extension to the implementation
1: date? That's an interesting question, Chris. The SEC confirmed the implementation date of May twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. As it stands today, we do not foresee the May implementation date changing, and encourage clients and counterparties to continue their review and engage in testing with DTCC as early as possible. I think time will tell um, if the the industry does move, but at this point, do not. Foresee any changes.
0: And just to finish up, Michelle, I wondered if you had any final thoughts or takeaways ahead of the switch to T1 next year.
1: Yes, thanks, Chris. I think it is very important that we emphasize the need for client engagement and education, which I know I've mentioned several times during the podcast. But having the awareness of the operational processes, the system, and the market itself with with the U.S. being a very diff- different market than others, I think it is important that everyone is as educated and aware as possible so that we can ensure that we're ready for the May 2024 implementation.
0: Yeah, I suppose we'll have to wait and see how the market's progressing as we draw closer to next May. Yes. Right. I'm afraid that's all the questions that we have for today's podcast. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Michelle for joining us and sharing your insights on what is a very important issue for the market.
1: Yes. Thank you again for having me.